Oh, what's going on, guys? Uh, Ryan here, and today, uh, man, today is today's gonna be a bit of of ranting and uh, the feels. Well, my feels, and just a little bit of everything. I feel like. So, to start it off, I have recently purchased a game called Hood Outlaws and Legends. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It. Uh, I don't know how big of a of a audience it has right now but the twitter account has 11,000 followers so that's really nothing to that's not a small audience i guess but <clears throat> oh boy i want to love well just to just to just to clarify we're starting out with a rant here okay um actually starting out i hope you guys are doing well i forgot that part and i apologize for that so but i hope you guys are doing well uh whichever day of the week you hear this i hope it goes well for you i hope it has gone well for you uh and uh and yeah so we're gonna jump back into the rant <laughs> um man hood outlaws and legends i i really 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 want to like this game but there's one thing that breaks the entire the entire game for me right and it's the fact that there you can't that there's no class locking okay so there's um okay so start off with just to compare the game to something right it's basically a medieval fantasy Rainbow Six Siege, I feel like. So it is a 4v4 uh, uh, game mode, ceiling game mode, <clears throat> and it's heist. So you're placed on this map with patrolling guards, and your objective is, well, there's three objectives. First, you have to steal the key from the sheriff. You have to find the vault and use the key to unlock the vault. And then inside the vault, there's a chest. And you have to get the chest and carry it to a one of, I think some maps have two, some maps have three extraction points, depending on the size of the map. So you have options. And usually one of the two, or at least two of the three, are on either ends of the map. So they're closer to either spawn point. <clears throat> but anyways, get the key, get the uh, open the vault, get the chest, extract, right? And... You have four classes. There's Marianne, who is the Huntress, um, and she's got like a wrist crossbow that can fire three bolt bursts if you hold it down. Uh, her ult can stealth her. Um, she Her utility is like a smoke bomb. And there is Robin, the archer. Um, I'm, I'm calling him the archer. I don't know what his like official title is. Like Marianne is the Huntress. I'm not sure what Robin is. Uh, I probably should know that. Um, and he wields a longbow. He can, he's basically the sharpshooter, uh, the sniper. Um, his ult gives him an explosive arrow. His utility is a flashbang. Um, there's John, who is a big old hammer wielding melee class tank. His ult gives him unlimited stamina, and I think it, uh, kind of buffs his health a little bit because his health bar turns purple. Um, I do not know what his utility is. I've only ever played him once. Uh, Took is a flail-wielding melee class who is support. Um, his ult full heals him, gives him x-ray vision. Um, well, I don't know if it gives him x-ray. It definitely highlights enemies in the area. I'm not sure if it gives him x-ray. Uh, and it heals his enemies, or his enemies, I wish, his allies. Um, and his utility is also a healing smoke bomb kind of thing so those are the four classes 
And again, the one thing that breaks this entire game for me is the fact that you can't lock classes, right? So you can have four Johns, four Mariannes, two Robins, and two Tooks. Like, it's wild. And the reason why this breaks the game is because melee classes can do everything the stealth classes can, right? So Took and John can do everything that um, uh, Marianne and Robin can, aside from their weapons and ults, right? They can do everything they can, and they can do it better, right? So melee classes can sneak, they can assassinate, um, uh, they can... So the chest is... So Robin and Marianne, uh, if they pick up the chest, they will carry it slower. If Took and uh, John pick it up, they will carry it faster than Marianne and Robin can. Uh, to extract the chest, there is a winch. So you put it on this like little platform, like crane thing. And then you have to winch it, and there are markers. I think there's like five or six markers uh, before you actually extract the, checks, the chest, which are basically checkpoints um, for extraction. Took and John can winch faster than Robin and Marianne can. Um, and I, I don't know. And their ults are better, in my opinion, right? Marianne's stealth is just a stealth, right? Uh, NPCs can't see it, but uh, players can still see it. Although it is, it is transparent. It's pretty transparent. Um, if you have good eyes or the brightness is up, then you can definitely still see me. Uh, Robin's ult is a just a little explosive arrow, and the main thing for that is I feel like if you can get it on the winch, then they're both dead, and it's used to... Uh, so the sheriff is invincible, and if he catches you within, like, arm's reach, he'll just insta-kill you. Um, and he is a terror if uh, you are discovered and you can, like, lure him to the winch site. He's an absolute terror. Um, you can down the sheriff uh, with an explosive arrow, and it basically resets him. So that's all his thing is use, useful for, right? Basically, is just the winch site and and the sheriff. Uh, Marianne's is useful for I whatever I guess. Like if you need to steal the key from the sheriff and he's not giving you, you know, his back, you can just ult and do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I feel like that's a waste if you can use it on a player, right? And the other thing is okay. Well, before that. John's ult gives him unlimited stamina, so and the melee classes can block. They can block, and guess what? They can block range shots, which is insane to me. Um, blocking costs stamina, but John has unlimited stamina in his ult, so he can just chip away with heavy attacks at anybody's block, right? Um, Took's ult full heals him, and AoE heals allies, and gives x-ray vision you know in an area which is insane utility right just for a just for an ult um so i feel like the melee's ults are way better baseline than the range classes um and in, in marianne's again marianne's i think needs a buff i main marianne uh just for transparency's sake even in stealth, you don't move faster. You don't get a stealth buff, or you don't get a, a speed buff. You you can't... And the only... Okay, so again, the only way to assassinate people is if you are crouched and behind them. And crouched walking is slow. 
So I feel like if you are invisible, you should get at least a speed buff. Nope, no speed buff. But anyways. Um, and, uh, oh man. And so all of that, coupled with the fact that you can choose all four of your all four of your team as melee classes is kind of busted, right? And so it creates this huge, you know, discrepancy in balance when playing in a match. So, like, if, if my team goes in super balanced, one of each character, there's no way we're going to keep up with four Johns or four Tukes, right? It's just not going to happen. Um, and so, when you get to the the extraction and you know you're being hoisted up and winched up it it gets to the point where the melee classes will just keep running back oh and the john's like running heavy is an aoe stun it's just a ground slam stun and it's insane i've been one shot by it before as marianne which i also find insane i don't know what perks he had i haven't looked at his perks but uh, I was uh, going under a portcullis, and a John just blindsided me, AOE slammed, bonked me on the head, and I was uh, at the respawn screen. Didn't even know what happened. So, if you run into a team of four Johns or four Tukes, it's going to be a bad time. It is going to be a horrible time, right? So, I think, and it, it would be a miracle if it happened, but if a developer ever hears this, please, for the love of God, just just put character locking in right please and so and at the at the very least make it to where you can only have two of um two of one character right so if you have two marianne's you can't have double of another character you can't have two uh, marianne's and two robins you can only have two marianne's and then those two other people gotta pick between you know robin took and um john i it's, please please also um, I was reading the comments in one of their Twitter posts, and a person uh, commented that once the chest is placed on the extraction, it should turn into a um, elimination match. Which, at this point, I kind of agree with, because uh, it was a couple days ago, but and it was in a match where there was two Johns, a Took, and somebody else. I think it was a Robin against my team of two Marianne's, a Robin, and a John. And the match lasted almost an hour because we would get the chest. All three of the melee classes on the other team would run back, just mop up everybody, and then carry the chest back. And they could do it faster because they have three melee classes and we have three range classes, right? So if they took out our John, there was no way we could, you know, get the chest back faster to our spawn than they could theirs. So it was it was a mess, and um, I don't know what to do. So another thing about the game that's that can be infuriating is once you winch it, it doesn't matter which team. So like I said, there's five or six checkpoints. Your team could get to the checkpoint before the last uh, checkpoint, and your team could get wiped. The other team could come in. And they just winch that last checkpoint and they've won the game. So they let you basically, you know, off scot free in quotations. And then they come in and wipe and then they winch it for 10, five more seconds. And then they've won the game. Um, so that can be very infuriating. And um, 
I know that's like a mechanic and I'm not saying that they should totally overhaul that because it it does seem like um, a very fun thing to do if you have a balanced team. Uh, so, but I do like the the guy on Twitter's um, suggestion of it becoming like an Elin match, right? Uh, I feel like that could even you know up the ante even more without elongating the match unnecessarily because everybody's just gonna keep coming to that one spot and then fighting and then trying to win and blah 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 blah. And I feel like if they put it into an Elin mode at that point, it would you know it would be very definitive and very quick, right? So, but again, I'm not a game developer and I can only vent my frustration so much uh, into the ether of Anchor and and or other um, podcast platforms. So, but yes, so rant out of the way. Other than that, I, I do thoroughly enjoy the game. Um, I think it is a good game for, I bought the $50 version, which includes uh, three season passes. Um, but the regular game is $30, I believe. So if, if you are thinking about it, I would watch gameplay. Uh, I would watch many different kinds of gameplay because a lot of the things I have seen are people on balance teams doing cool stuff and they don't come across the teams of three Johns and a Robin and just infuriating teams. So, but yes, that's my rant. I'm going to leave it there. And now, oh, man, I, so I was in the mountains this weekend, and I missed the, uh, the Fantasy Star Online, the PSO2 New Genesis, I think it's PSO2 New Genesis, I know it's something, something New Genesis, but anyways, the New Genesis beta, and the Guilty Gear Strive beta, which I am eternally sad about, um, I really wanted to play more Strive, I bought a whole arcade stick just because I felt during the first beta, my PS4 controller just was not getting the inputs down. And I don't know if it was me or, well, uh, the two buddies that I was playing with said that their commands weren't coming out either. So I, I don't know what it was, but I bought a whole, I bought a whole arcade stick just for uh, Rise and getting better at that, at fighting games, only to uh, have booked a vacation to the mountains um, on the very weekend that Strive Beta 2 was out. So... I have been watching videos on Strive Beta 2, but I need to watch videos on New Genesis to see what that was all about and see if it was cool. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it before, but my buddy Toddy, he has tried to get me into PSO2 on the consoles for the longest time, and I just couldn't get into it. There was... It's, it's such a different game, and there's so much to do after it being out for like 10 years and, you know, just dropping into 10 years worth of content and systems and all this crazy stuff, and I feel like I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go too much into it, but I couldn't get into it. There was a lot. And so New Genesis looks crazy cool, right? It looks super cool, and it's a new start, and I'm pretty excited about it, and I'm also sad that I missed the beta. So again, I have to watch videos on that before I can really give my opinion. Um, but Strive Beta 2, um, I've heard they have nerfed a couple characters. I really liked playing as Leo, but my favorites were Ramlethal and, uh, Nagaryuki. Those were definitely my two favorite. Um, I cannot stand, uh, what's his name? The doctor guy. Because Taji played with him and he is a, a menace to society with him. I guess, um, oh god, I just had it. But anyways, uh, Faust, that's his name. 
Uh, I could not stand Faust. Taji is an absolute menace with him, and uh, and I hate him. So I'm just kidding, Taji. Um, but uh, but secretly, maybe maybe deep down, maybe. So, <laughs> um, oh, let's see. But yeah. So sad I missed out on that, but I believe it's coming out next month, either next month or the month after. So I'm super looking forward to that. And then I don't know when New Genesis is coming out. I don't even think there's a release date. But anyways, moving on. Um, Mass Effect Remastered uh, came out. I have not bought it. I have not played it, but I would like to. I have played a little bit of one, a teeny tiny bit of two. I've never played three, um, but I want to see what made everybody mad. <laughs> so uh, a couple of years ago when it when it came out, or well, more than a couple of years ago, but uh so i will be hopefully downloading and playing that uh right now for whatever reason every every like two years i'm like i could dump you know another 20 30 hours into minecraft so me and a bunch of friends well not me and a bunch uh me and and two or three of my buddies have uh created a minecraft server and we are currently throwing ourselves at that i don't know how that's long how long that's gonna last but uh i am here for it until it ends so that's what's kind of been keep eating eating up my stuff. That and Hood, um, inf unfortunately, infuriatingly, uh, has been taking up some of my time. Um, in terms of gaming, that's about it. I haven't really turned on my PS4. My Switch, oh, my Switch has been uh, filled with Monster Hunter. I thought I bought something else for it, but um, I'm not sure. I feel like there was another game that I had bought for Switch that I was supposed to play, but I had not. I haven't turned on my Switch in a while. But I need to do that, apparently. Let's see. I guess we could hop into some anime stuff. I don't know if you guys have heard. Um, I think I talked about this manga a little while ago. It's called Komi Can't Communicate. And a couple days ago, I think it was the last Tuesday, Wednesday around that time, uh, they announced a, it was last week sometime, they announced that they are making an anime of it, and boy, when I tell you I got emotional. Um, if you want a wholesome, enjoyable, happy, just good to watch uh, any at any time anime, Comey Can't Communicate is, is absolutely amazing. So, if you haven't heard of it, um, it centers around a high school. Uh, as most anime do nowadays. <laughs> uh, so the main character, her name is Komi, and she is the school's beauty, the number one uh, student, um, and she is beautiful, and, and all of the tropes that are, you know, associated with being the beautiful girl in school. Everybody thinks she's cold and calculated, and she doesn't talk to anybody, and um, she gives people the bitch face, and all this other good stuff. But... The reason that she does all this is because she has so much so much anxiety and so much trouble communicating that she just doesn't try. So she'll just freeze up and people are like, oh my gosh, she's so scary. And um, and one day, the other main character, I cannot remember his name, wakes up in the middle of, I guess, a free period because there's nobody in the classroom except for him and Comey. And he catches her making like weird noises and playing with his keychain and... Um, she's like uh time to go so she just leaves and so the main character kind of blurts out she's like he's like oh you have trouble communicating don't you and so she kind of like turns around and nods and blah 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 and so th then they start writing on the chalkboard to each other uh to communicate 
And so she says she wants to make 100 friends. So the guy main character is like, cool, I will help you make 100 friends. And from there, adorableness and wholesomeness and happiness ensue. And it is, it's, I have thoroughly enjoyed reading the manga. And um, I got a little emotional when I saw the trailer because the animation looks fantastic. I am so glad that this anime is, you know, going to be represented with good animation so happy for it so here for it if you guys haven't seen it you should definitely check it out um it's gonna be on crunchyroll so you can find it on their twitter youtube yada yada i do not know the um animation studio i, was, I meant to look it up but i i totally forgot so but again uh the animation looks fantastic and the characters look good um Komi looks a little off but i'm not one to complain about it i just thought i would point it out uh for those of you who are curious everything else looks very um copy and paste uh in a good way so there's that oh oh boy okay so i've been watching the anime 86 86 and i don't know if it's 86 twice because it's the number 86 and then the word 86 but anyways it's 86 and i saw the trailer for it um a couple months ago and i was like i really want to watch this anime i don't know what possessed me to want to watch this anime but it looked good and so it came out, <clears throat> and I didn't know that it came out, and there was only like six or seven episodes. I think there's six or seven, maybe eight now, and I'm on episode five, and I don't know what it is, but I feel like this anime is going to be something special. I feel like the ending is going to be good. It's going to be special. It's it's going to be great, because I have thoroughly enjoyed it so far, uh, and like I said, I'm on episode five, and I watch it in the break room at work when I can, <clears throat> and... So it centers around, um, uh, I mean, I guess you can pick all this up from the trailer, but so there's a society and they're, they're a society of white haired humans and they are divided up into districts in this country, but everybody without white hair are considered non-human or less than human and are not given human rights. And they are called 86 because they live in the 86th district. Well, this country is at war with another empire and they are using quote unquote automated robots in a casualty free war quote unquote but because uh, the, the twist is that the 86s are piloting their robots that are fighting on the front lines but because they are less than human they don't have human rights they are not considered human and therefore not casualties in the war and so the main character is a handler for one of the squads, for one of the 86 squads. And so the episodes are divided into half of her point of view and half of the squad's point of view. And if you can, I would recommend, I would actually recommend watching this with headphones on because at night she calls them to try and talk to them, know them better, you know, get good communication going on. And so... <clears throat> on their from on their point of view she's just talking in their headphones yada yada nothing special but if you are wearing headphones and you watch it to her point of view the anime has built-in 3d audio so if you're listening to headphones and you are facing her when she is talking to them it will it will throw the audio of wherever they are sitting in their room so if a dude is sitting on a sofa at the edge of the room, it's going to come out in your right ear sounding like he's real far away. And if the dude closest to the mic 
uh, wherever the mic positioning is. I guess I think she connects to one person and then it spreads. So like wherever I th I think. So like if some if a book drops near the main person, it'll it'll sound like a book dropped right in front of you. And if there's a kitty nearby, it'll sound like he's like in your left shoulder sitting in the chair next to you. It is super cool. I thought my earphones weren't working right the first time that she connected and everybody started talking in turns. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my headphones? And then I realized it was 3D audio and I got super psyched because I personally do not know of an anime that has done that before. But I was I was thoroughly surprised. I was like, this is sick. And um, I d it probably doesn't pick up as well on the TV and or tablets or anything else, but uh, I would recommend at least once listening to it on headphones because it is a cool experience. Um, just listening to them talk wherever they are in the room, you know, in the, in the 86th district, it's cool. But going back to it, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like it is going to end up a really, really good anime and, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, it is on Crunchyroll. I don't know where else it might be. So, but I watch it on Crunchyroll. Um, let me take a sip of my throat. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next, I don't know if I guys, I don't know if I guys, I don't know if I have told you guys, but there is a webtoons that I've been reading called Mercenary Enrollment. And oh boy, the main character in this is savage to a whole new degree. If you guys have been reading solo leveling, you know how savage Sung Jin Woo is. I would argue that this character, this main character in Mercenary Enrollment is colder, well, as cold, if not colder than Sung Jin Woo. My man is a savage. He he is insane. It is such a good like webtoon action-wise and story-wise and character-wise and it's honestly phenomenal. Um and I have been keeping up with it. I, I check, I have this weird thing where I check every day to see if mangas come out that I like, even though I know they're not coming out. Uh, and that's definitely one that I am uh, kind of obsessed with. So there's another one that I found. I got to tell you guys about this one. It's called Dandadan. And uh, the, the genres it is listed as is action, sci-fi, shonen, and supernatural. And boy, if it's not all of those at the same time, all the time. I'm not going to spoil... <laughs> anything about it i i saw it on the latest updates it had a cool cover art and i said okay cool so i added it to my list and one day i had finished all the mangas that i usually read my usual rotation so this is when i try a new manga or webtoon or whatever's on my list <clears throat> and i said it's dandadan's turn so i pop in everything's cool the artwork is very clean by the way i i it it it's one of those things, it's super satisfying when I open up a manga and the drawings and the line work is just insanely clean. I There's something satisfactory about it that I, it can't be described for me. It is, it, it's great. Um, and the line work in this is clean as fuck and I highly enjoy it um, and appreciate it. So, um, and I opened it up and it was normal for the first, like, quarter to a third of the of the issue or the volume and then it just gets absolutely wild and then it just keeps getting absolutely wild until your until my jaw was agape my jaw was on the table 
for the last however long after it happens i'm like what yo hold up no and it just again my mouth was open almost the entirety of just the first volume and i was like this is wild and i am here for it all of the way so i had to take a break from it because it was too wild not in a bad way but like i could not handle all of the directions it was going at once and again not in a bad way i thoroughly enjoyed everything about this manga so far so i'm gonna say it one more time it's dan to dan d-a-n-d-a-d-a-n go look it up go just just read the first volume right and i promise you you will be saying what the fuck by the end of it and if you don't i have failed you and i apologize but i believe that there's a 99.9 percent .9 chance that i will have not failed you so go ahead and do that right now just, just right now just why are you listening to this so that was my pleasant surprise manga um let's see if there's anything else i'm reading not really oh man so one of the webtoons that i've been reading for gosh two years gosu it ended and boy when i tell you that was a little emotional for me because like i said i've been reading this for the past like two years right i found it i binged it up until it was still updating and i've been keeping up with it ever since and um it finally ended and i just kind of had to sit there right because it's oh man it's one of those things that like if you follow for a long time and you're familiar with all the characters and the lore and the story and i would say the ending was almost as good as even the rest of it oh excuse me i had to talk about for breakfast and i don't know so many so many knots got tied or well um how do i want to say it knots knots got tied is not a good analogy um so many loose endings got tied up that's what i meant to say and you know pictures were were paintings were finished and uh stories were were finished and it was a good ending but it was also a sad ending it was a very uh bittersweet ending because i knew that this thing that i had been keeping up with for two years was finally ending and i don't know if i'm gonna get another one right um from the same author with the same quality in the same universe um so gosu has a prequel called young b i think uh, i think that's the name of it but i know for sure it has a prequel uh, i haven't read it i've read some of it I think I've read maybe 10, 10 issues or 10 volumes in, right? So, but not all of it. Um, and the characters in that appear in Gosu. So that's really cool. So I am, if, uh, if the timeline keeps, keeps on going, <laughs> uh, I would, I would like, please, sir, another story with the Gosu characters and the Yongbi characters in it, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's it's like that for me like you just have to kind of sit back and and reminisce after something like that because uh tower of god is the same way for me i am obsessed with tower of god speaking of it's supposed to be officially coming back this summer it got announced on webtoons and i could not be more excited i'm a little obsessed with it uh, i wish it was out right now um and i'm gonna be, I'm, it's gonna be the same way for me with uh, tower of god uh i binged all like 400 plus episodes or issues of it in a week and a half which seems like a lot but tower of there's a lot 
to take in and read in Tower of God. It's kind of insane. Um, and if you haven't read that, I do recommend it. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and put that on your list. Um, that's coming back in summer, and I know that I'm going to be as sad or even sad. Sorry if you hear my stomach. Uh, again, I have Taco Bell, so don't don't know what to tell you about that one. But anyways, um, as sad or sadder about Tower of God than I was as I was for Gosu. Um, because man, and the same thing happened with uh, totally unrelated, but the same thing happened with avengers the mcu well the main mcu like up to up to um end game when i walked out of that theater i was so happy but so sad at the same time because you know i everybody's been keeping up with it since iron man and i was pretty young when iron man came out i, I don't remember when but i think I, I know for sure i was still in school and um and walking out of the end game theater so bittersweet because i knew this this whole climactic cinematic universe you know for lack of a better term but had come to an end the finale was here everything got tied up and that was it for the foreseeable future because i think at this time the the guys who directed it already said that they weren't going to make any anything for the next little bit right and i was so sad i was like this is it this is the end of a legacy blah 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 blah, and uh, so sad and the same thing happened with star wars even though i didn't particularly like the last three uh movies it was still very bittersweet to have that whole thing come to an end and i think a lot of people feel that i think a lot of people can relate to that um and man i just went on this whole like really melancholy like trip with y'all right now uh so sorry for that i guess if it made you sad <laughs> um but yeah i think that's all i have for now um a little bit of spoilers i have some pretty cool things in the works uh for the podcast at least i i'm hoping to have in the works uh here soon uh so there's that um i'll try and roll them out as soon as possible i've been thinking a lot on the um well after I said that these will come out as I feel like they should, as I feel like I am, you know, excited to make a podcast. Um, I've been thinking about what I want to do with it and, and, and just a whole bunch of stuff with it. So um, I have a couple things already moving, a couple things already done, um, a couple things I need to start doing. Um, and like I said, I'll, I don't know if I'm going to bundle them all into one and then put it all at once or, or not. But anyways um oh i guess we should um i do want to talk about I'm, I'm gonna go back to the last podcast and i'm pretty sure i touched on the demon slayer movie but i kind of want to go into spoiler territory now because it's been out for a little bit so um this is this is gonna be the last thing so if you want to tune out here go ahead the, the rest of this is gonna be demon slayer movie spoilers and possibly manga spoilers so if you want to tune out now thank you for listening I hope you had a good time. I hope you have a good time doing whatever you're going to do today. And uh, hopefully I'll see you back here next time. So, peace out. I'll talk to you later. Cool. Spoiler time. So, if you have seen the movie, I hope you enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I knew what was going to happen going in, and I still cried. Um, Rengoku's face got me, and then Inosuke crying got me again. Uh, so that was uh, not fun on top of not fun. <laughs> uh, so, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. The animation was beautiful. It was it was 
I knew it was going to be good and pretty, but it was even more of those two than I expected it to be. Uh, so I, I was thoroughly pleased. Um, the one thing that I thought they were going to do as kind of like an end credit scene, and this goes into manga spoilers, so is when they went to Rengoku's dad's house, and that's when you learn about all the flame breathing or the sun breathing stuff, and then they go to. I thought that's where they were going to leave off the movie in like an end credit scene or something like that, but they didn't. I guess they're going to save that for the second season, uh, and that's where they're going to start off the second season. <clears throat> so, but. Oh boy, I I am excited for probably season three and four of Demon Slayer. I'm excited for you guys to see that because the upper moons are absolutely insane and the series gets sadder and you guys will cry even more, I promise. And you find out about a whole bunch of stuff and the, uh, the upper three, I forget his name, but the dude with the hands, he just rolled up and he wanted smoke and uh, that's what he got. <clears throat> Um, uh, he is a, he's a beast. I was, I was super excited to see him fight Red Goku, uh, to see that fight animated. And I was thoroughly not disappointed. My God, was it, was it a beautiful fight? Even though it was just brutally sad. Um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of just what I wanted to say about it. I, I really, the only complaint that I had, right? The only complaint is in the manga when Rengoku sees his mom and she tells him that she's proud for having him as a son and he's done a good job and he's just getting all of this praise in his last moments from his mom the the page that you flip after that it is it the whole page is just Rengoku's smiling face because you haven't seen it up to this point it's all been his mom talking to him and stuff like that and when you flip that page and you see Rengoku smiling and like that's his last moment that shit hits you hard, bro. It hit me. It, it I I was I read all this in the break room, and I started tearing up in the break room. I I cried in the break room. I I did. I'm not even gonna lie about it. And um, boy, it it hits hard as fuck. And I think that they should have also done that for the movie, like not shown his face until that last moment and until that last smile. I think it would have hit just like a two tons of bricks my god it would have hit um but they didn't and i'm not mad about it but again it is a very small gripe in a what i consider a 10 out of 10 anime movie so um and i watched i watched the angry joe show um review on it and they kind of went on and on about how it doesn't do anything to bring in former audience members and it wasn't supposed to it's a literal sequel it's it's picking up exactly where the first season let off right and it's kind of a um i don't want to say stopgap but it's kind of a stepping stone to the second season um and so because it, it wasn't the the train arc wasn't long enough to be put into a season because that would just be an incredibly long season and they would have to focus on the the, the sound ninja stuff and the train stuff all in one season and i was unsure about them breaking it up into a movie and then a season but now that i you know i'm looking at it in hindsight i'm glad they did so but again 
their complaint, one of their major complaints was that the movie didn't do a lot to bring in outsiders, people who haven't watched the anime, and it was never supposed to. It was supposed to be a movie for people who like Demon Slayer, who have seen all of the first season, who want a cool, like, high-budget anime movie with crazy visuals and the same characters they love, and I don't think, uh, they gave it high scores, right, but I don't think that the fact that it didn't cater to people who have not seen the anime should have brought down their scores and um i don't know it, it was, I, i'm not mad about it but it did kind of bug me i'm like dude it's not <laughs> that wasn't the point of the movie <laughs> the point of the movie was you go see it if you have seen demon slayer <laughs> right it doesn't the only point so but um i'm pretty sure that's it that's that's, all. that's really all i have to say about it again i hope you guys enjoyed it uh if you want to go see it i thoroughly enjoyed it me and the me and the friends that i went with thoroughly enjoyed it um i would definitely go see it again so but yeah i think that's where i'm gonna leave it off it's kind of a shorter one today only about 40 40 minutes um but i felt excited to get on here i wanted to talk to you guys about all the stuff that i talked to you about <laughs> um so i hope you had a good time listening i will be back when i'm back and uh and yeah hopefully i get all the stuff that i need to get done uh by the next time if not uh, I guess you'll see it when you see it. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to keep you guys guessing a little bit. So, but yeah, I hope you guys have a good day. I hope you guys have a good week, a good month. Um, keep the good vibes up. I hope this gives you some good vibes, even with my little rants and complaints and, and all of these other things mixed in. Uh, so, but yeah, I will see you guys next time. Take it easy, guys.